Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. I'm so glad you're with us wherever you are. If you're joining us on television uh, here in Santa Barbara, California, where we're sitting, we welcome you uh, at TVSB. We love our friends at TVSB and we, we're so grateful uh, for you. And many of you are joining us from all over the world at goodlifetelevision.org, at the YouTube channel, and the social media platforms. And we've seen a recent spike in the podcast, so we're grateful for that. If you if you're a podcast person, you can search under Good Life Conversations, any of the podcast platforms, and you can find us and you can listen in. Uh, it's been such a great journey that we've been on for these last several years and, and just having so many wonderful people. Oh, and we're on Twitter, by the way. I always forget to mention that, but, you know, some people think Twitter's just completely dark, but we're there, so find us. Uh, and a lot of you are, and uh, so we're grateful for that. Uh, find us and, and, and fill your heart and mind with some of the good stuff and these great people and these great stories. It's been all walks of life. We've had people on this couch from all walks of life, entrepreneurs and uh, public servants, coaches and athletes, young people, people with great life stories, uh, missionaries, pastors, teachers, leaders. Um, literally, it's just been about everything. And what we're finding is a common denominator, which is there's this genius kind of in every person. That's what I believe. Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, you know, the purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, and the one with insight draws them out. There's so much in every person. Everyone, everybody walking around that you see is like a living story. And so one of our great joys here is to be able to unpack those stories. And so we're doing that with you. Uh, we're grateful to be presented by Bunnin Chevrolet, our great friends, Leo Bunnin, one of the great people in America, in my opinion, Leo Bunnin, we're grateful for them. So thank you for joining us. I'm so grateful uh, today to have Mike Rovner with me as my guest. Welcome, sir. Uh, Dean, it's such a honor and a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank this you. is a fantastic story. Mike's a business person. Uh, Mike's got a bunch of different things going on, but I'm going to talk about it. And I want to, before I forget, I want to just show you the book. Uh, Supernatural Business is the book uh, by Mike Rovner. Um, and in Mike's heart uh, and a lot of his efforts right now are going into marketplace ministry, which is talking to business people and business leaders about um, how to uh, operate and grow and bring in great principles into the workplace. I, maybe I summarized that okay. Yeah. If I didn't, you can correct no, me. No, you did great. <laughs> but let's start, and, and by the way, Mike's married to Janet. They have two grown children, and uh, they're in the uh, you know the Ventura County, the Central Coast area here where we are. Um, the, 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 in, in addition to Mike, his business activity, uh, he's a marketplace pastor at the City Church here in, in Ventura, California. Uh, and Mike and Janet, his wife, have founded Thrive Teaching as a way, as, a, as I mentioned, to, to resource business leaders and pastors. Uh, so there's a lot to talk about here, but let's start with your life. <laughs> Take us back to where you grew up and kind of your family and a little bit about your history. Well, um, if, you, if you read my bio, it says that I have been an entrepreneur since the age of 13. And what it was was from the age of 13, I was a drug dealer and a drug addict. And it was, it was kind of, Dean, it was kind of the family business. And so uh, that kind of lifestyle continued until uh, I was in my mid-20s uh, when I met uh, this beautiful woman, Janet, who's now my wife. And 
she was a backslidden Christian and we started dating. And uh, she, one day she said, hey, Mike, I want to go get my life right with God. And I was like, uh, sure. And I, I mean, I would go anywhere with her. I mean, uh, we were just dating and I was following her around like a puppy dog. And uh, <laughs> so uh, one day she took me to a little church. And after the service, now this was the first time I'd ever been in a church. And so after the service, she drags me up to the front. And there's this little lady and the lady says, say this prayer and repeat it after me. And I was like, sure. And so here's the prayer. God, come in my life and take the things out that you want out and put the things in that you want in, in Jesus' name. Very simple. Wow. Well, but an exciting thing happened the next day as my house got raided by the police. And so... Um, uh, I always tell people, be very careful for what you pray for. Right. It might just happen. He sent the police. <laughs> and, and so I was in jail that night, and I basically like cried out to God. I was like, God, how could this happen? I just prayed and uh, gave you my life. And uh, it was really my first encounter with God where I just really sensed that he was telling me that he did this for me, and he had a new plan for my life. And uh, that was 31 years ago. Um, uh and then, you know, some things happened right afterwards where uh, Janet, you know, said, hey, we're Christians now and uh, we have to find a church. And um, uh, she, she actually found uh, a little church where the pastor became my first positive male role model, where my first role models were drug dealers and drug addicts. And this man became the first positive male role model. And wow. I had started a little drywall business. Um, I was patching drywall. And, you know, he would just kind of teach the Bible from an application perspective. Don't just listen to it as theology. Take this and apply it to your life. And, you know, that's what I had was this uh, drywall repair business. And we just took the simple principles of the kingdom of God, uh, of integrity, of generosity, of excellence, of service, of perseverance, and really tried to apply them. And then uh, God moved supernaturally in our businesses. Wow. So, okay, so let's just back up for a second. So your family, I mean, the, the, you you were kind of raised in poverty, essentially. Complete, yeah, Total poverty. poverty yeah. So poverty, addiction. Yep. And so you're coming out of just real dark place. And then and then that that road for you continued for 10 years. Uh well, I'd say um I was 25, so from 13 to 25, okay. that kind of lifestyle continued. And wow. So, uh, and uh, you know what? One of the cool things was uh, when I, uh, when I uh, met Jesus, I was literally set free from everything and never, ever turned back. Oh. So I, and I, I think that's once you experience yeah. you know, what God has to offer, yeah. like what the world has to offer or what culture has to offer is just so pales in comparison right. to it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's like cotton candy versus like a Thanksgiving feast. Yeah. But when you're eating the cotton candy, it's like it feels good. Like, what could be better than this? Or, or you it, might not know any difference. Like, that, I didn't right. know any difference. Yeah, you can't imagine it. Yeah. Like, th then that's hard to describe to somebody almost. Yeah. I, at least for me, it has been like freedom. Yeah. Like true freedom. Like, it's so good. Totally. It's so good. Totally. You know? uh, freedom from sin, you know, freedom. Which is a wow. So you're 25. So you have a you have an encounter. You meet God. Yep. You start putting these things into practice. Yep. Your business starts to take off. Yeah, and and you know like 
and I'm not going to say like we went from uh, like uh, a one to a million in year one, but we had like a slow, steady pace of supernatural success. And, you know, people started going, hey, I want to work with this guy. It seems like there is something about him that when he works on our projects, our projects are the most successful. So there's got to be something about that. And, you know, just I, I would say year after year of putting it into practice. Yeah. You know, uh, we just grew exponentially. You know, so from 1992 to 1999, uh, I would say, you know, like we went from one or two employees to about maybe 75 by 1999. So, uh, which is, you know, pretty supernatural. Yeah. And then uh, in 2000, really had a breakthrough where uh, a man came to work with me that was, you know, was just like extremely talented at what he did. And so uh, the combination of us two working together uh, really started then growing now to a company with hundreds of employees in three different states. Wow. I think about that verse, you know, I'll bless the work of your hands. I almost think it's like what God can do. And I think sometimes we don't think about this in business. You know, I, you know, I need to be praying about my business. I had somebody teach me this about 25 years ago. Like uh, I was going to the brokerage business yeah. and, and, and this person started telling me, you need, you need to make a list of your prospects, your clients, your employees. And all of this is how you start your day in prayer. Yeah. Because I was just running out the door you know, to, with my briefcase, almost like heart racing. Like I've got to, do this I've got to do this and it wasn't that great of a feeling yeah but he's so much more powerful than us and so having a different perspective where we take him into our business and go imagine what is possible with him yeah right? no, and I love what you you say about like uh, praying for the people that you work with that has been also one of our foundational things that I think literally changed changes everything and and then as, as a daily discipline you know, every morning, I mean, I shoot for seven mornings, seven days a week, but I usually get five. I try to spend an hour in the morning in prayer and worship before I go to work. Yeah. And it makes me the best version of myself. Yes. Without it, I become slick willy. I become trying to make <laughs> things happen. You know, I, yeah. I start relying on my own, uh, my own wisdom or my own ability, yeah. uh, which um, is not that good. You know, right. I'm, I'm less than an average Joe without Jesus. And so, but when I, when I really spend time in the presence of God, it makes me truly the best boss, makes me the best husband, makes me the best dad. Yeah. And it absolutely makes me the best leader. Yes. That's so good. So, okay. So your, your company's succeeding, your company, now you're, like you said, hundreds of employees, three states, this has taken off. Your wife, I know, has a successful business. You're doing side ventures. What led you into thinking about the church, the market, this marketplace ministry vision? Take us there. Yeah, uh, well, that's a great question. So, you know, early on, my pastor said, hey, you really bought into this Jesus stuff. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> like, clearly, you know, like there's been a change in you, you know, and I have a unique testimony, obviously. And He's like, maybe you should quit your job and go into ministry as a vocation. And so, <laughs> first of all, I was, I was really like thrilled and felt good about myself that he recognized that. So I remember going back and just really praying about it. 
and asking God, God, where, where do you want me to be? What am I supposed to do? Because I love my job. I love you know, running my companies. And so I, I just really sense that, uh, that God was telling me that I was right where he wanted me to be. And uh, later on, um, you know, I felt like God showed me my job was to teach other people to do what I've done and, or, or what God's done through us. And so that's, that's what was the catalyst for Marketplace Ministry and Thrive Teaching because, you know, churches have stuff for the kids. They, all, every church has stuff, stuff for the women or the youth. Right. But uh, like maybe one out of 20 churches has something for the workplace. How you take I, I and apply, totally the, apply the Bible yeah. to your job. What does it look like in the application? What is the context of that? Right. And that's become our mission. And I will tell you this. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So much that I spit when I talk. I just <laughs> love it. And uh, it doesn't take energy from me. It gives me energy. I love that. And you know, I was thinking about this when I was reading about you. I think part of the problem can be that this, and I'm not trying to be critical at all. My dad's a career pastor. I mean, 45 years in vocational ministry, sitting right over there. But I think sometimes if the if the pastors are coming out of seminary, yeah, or theology school, right into the ministry, they've never built a business, so they may not know what you know. I, I'm just spitballing here, but I mean, yeah. I, I think sometimes the the churches don't have because you like you say, there's a women's group, there's a senior group, there's a kids group, there's a youth group, there, there's a college group, but there's no business. I not, I never. We, I've never really even seen a business group or a CEO group or a business leader group. or, And I think part of it might be just because sometimes maybe the pastors feel like, I don't even, I'm not sure how I would even do that. Yeah. Maybe. And that and that's why we cr uh, created Thrive Teaching. Yeah. We yeah. created it because it's like marketplace in a box. Yeah. Because it isn't, you know, their, potentially their area of expertise. I, I think where I have the benefit is, I'm somewhat bivocational, you know, because you know, I am a non-staff pastor at the church, so I have a, a spiritual depth. Yeah. And, and then, but mostly I'm a businessman yeah. that has uh, applied the scripture. So that's why we put together, you know, Thrive Teaching to give them, you know, because they don't have to know, uh, you know, how to apply it. You know, it's just kind of plug and play. Uh, but we have found, though, that when, when churches do love on their marketplace, and their business people, you know, because that's where those people go is where all the influence is. Right. So we've seen churches completely expand. Right. You know, new people imagine. coming yeah. into their church. Uh, uh, people, when people put the Bible into practice, that's what leads to supernatural success. They, so they're seeing their people be more successful, yeah. which gives them the opportunity to uh, use their resources you know, for the vision of the church, it's it's a total win-win. Absolutely, and then the opportunity that those business people have with the people that work for them. Yeah, all those families. I mean, if you think about that just by itself, like the idea that, like, I mean, I'm I'm glad you didn't leave the marketplace I, I, to become a full-time pastor. Just my opinion. We just met. me too. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you have a congregation in a sense. Like yeah. you have a. You have your people. Like I, I've been talking to business people more about this. Like they don't see, they're not always seeing that. 
these are workers or they are and they're focused on X, Y, and Z, but when, when they realize these are the people God has put under your care, th this is a ministry opportunity right here. You don't have to leave your business. You have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. So a couple of quick stories I'll yeah, share with yeah. you. One is um, someone that was like a junior vice president of one of the, the multi-billion dollar companies that we work for. I invited him to hear me speak at a Christian business conference. He came and got born again. And, you know, uh, then he became like senior vice president of this multi-billion dollar company. At one time, that guy was overseeing 10,000 people. Oh, my gosh. So the, uh, the opportunity that I had, you know, to connect him to the kingdom of God, now he is influencing thousands of people. Amazing. And, and I think, you know, I've seen this happen over and over. And I think some, people just need to be... Uh, like released into their greatness. You right. know, one of my favorite sayings is leadership is about giving somebody else a permission slip to be great. So the people that are in the church, in the pews, just need someone to pull that greatness out and just say, hey, you have a ministry. Right. It's in your job. And if you take that and apply it and actually walk through that, yes. you'll see a ton of fruit. Yes. So true. Yeah, I mean, I, man, it's like, sometimes I feel like God, like, there's such simplicity to, to, I mean, I think we can complicate it in religion sometimes, where it's like, when you say putting these principles in practice, generosity, let's just take that one for a second. Here's a principle. Here's a kingdom principle. Frankly, I've, I've seen non-believers tap into these principles, like uh -huh. generosity. Yes. Generosity works. It works Doesn't in every it? arena of life. <laughs> talk, talk about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I love the scripture in Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. It says, um, a, gener a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others, others himself will be refreshed. But the, you know, generosity, sometimes we look at it as, oh, I'm giving to like the church or to a nonprofit. But generosity, it's, it's a style of life. It's the way yes. that we live. Yes. You know, like uh, some of the things that we try to do is, you know, in our businesses, it's like we acknowledge the employees. We give them birthday cards. We try to, uh, even on down years, we try to always make sure they have bonuses and commissions. And with our clients, we try to do above and beyond. All that is forms of generosity. Right. And you become, when you operate that way, you literally become a magnet to the supernatural. I totally believe that. A generous spirit. And that's contrary to the poverty orphan mentality, which is an amazing thing that you came out of where you came out of. And that you, this, has, this is a great testimony because I mean, you, this is like a U-turn. Because oftentimes I've found sometimes people that are coming out of poverty are more focused on money or as focused on money as the, as the super rich man yeah. that is hoarding or whatever. They're both focused on money for the wrong reasons, but there's almost a similar thing. Like the poor person that's so focused on the money, and when they get it, they got to keep it because yeah. I'm not going to be poor again. That's not a kingdom mentality. No, it's it's like a fixed pie mentality. It's right, a, right. Know, like there's only right. a certain amount. Certain amount. And right. I can't really take the credit for that. Um, I wish I could. Yeah. But I, I think from, from day one, my wife said, hey, we're going to be like, you know, we're going to give at the church. We're going to be tithers at the church. The way we operate, we're going to be, we're going to live open-handedly. I mean, from the time we're, 
where we were still like just getting started, we were the couple that would take uh, all the youth uh, that couldn't afford lunch. We'd take them out to lunch afterwards. So, you know, that was something that uh, my wife kind of instilled in us from the start. And then once, you know, first of all, it makes you feel good to share with right, others. Right. I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about, hey, I shouldn't go by the way I feel, right? But that is something that is so fulfilling, you know, yeah. to share with others. Yeah. And, you know, I don't do it for it to come back at me, but it sure does it come does, back at right, me. Yeah, right. Press down. Yeah, you, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, there, you know, there's a, there's a guy who he passed away a couple of years ago. His name's Foster Freese. He's a billionaire guy out of Wyoming. And he would he was talking about this because he was a kingdom guy, which and he was yeah he was an all in kind of guy and he would say if I didn't see all this money as gods I would not give you a red cent yeah <laughs> he said, that's what he said he had a transformative experience he, he said if if I didn't see all of this as gods believe me I would not give you a red cent. And he, the point was, he, he had a transformation of his perspective. Yeah. Where he was seeing it, okay, here's, this is all God's, and I'm a vessel through which he can bless other people. What father is going to look down on a son who's blessing other of his children and not want to pour more in? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, it, you know, I, I think it, you know, it's applicable in, in every arena of our businesses as a, as a parent, you know, as a husband, you know, it's applicable. Yeah. And, you know, it, it could show up in, like, I try to give uh, my time, you know, it, you know, my wife and I, we're still leading a couple groups at our church. I have, I don't know, probably 30, 40, maybe 50 different businessmen around the country that will, you know, will reach out to me, like they want to run something past me because they know I have like a, some spiritual depth and, but also have the business uh, the business knowledge and giving my time, you know, to wow. help others yeah. is, is probably the most fulfilling thing that, that I could do. Yeah. It is so fulfilling. It makes you feel so good. And then once you start quantifying success by how God is moving supernaturally in their lives, that's when it gets really exciting. Yes. Cause it wow. has like a multi generational effect right it's a ripple effect i mean i think that's what's so powerful that's that's what i think is one of the most powerful things about getting to leaders yeah it's not because they're special i mean everybody's got a place in the body but but the the impact that can happen if you get a hold of the leader and the leader starts putting these things into practice is amazing oh. I mean, you must see that over and over again yeah i i mean like uh one of my favorite quotes is from craig uh, groeschel and he, he, he says, when the leader grows, uh, it benefits everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, right. uh, so I think that's part of our mission is how, you know, how can we change the, uh, the perspective of leaders to operate in a kingdom, uh, a kingdom principle yeah. in their businesses, which once they do, they see, they see the supernatural effects of it. You know, like things have happened to us that are just not explainable, right? And then when people see that, I mean, even the people that work with me that aren't believers, which I have tons of non-believers, yeah. they'll go, hey, can you pray over this, uh, this project? <laughs> can you do the, that thing you do? 
because they've seen so many miracles. That's hilarious. You can't really argue with a miracle. Right. They actually you, believe. Yeah. They, they, yeah, that's hilarious. Wow. So culturally as a company, what are your, I mean, so generosity is obviously a principle. Talk about something else. I've got a few that are on my mind, but I'm, but, but talk, like if you think about a culture yeah. it, for your companies and then for somebody who's watching this, who has a company, what is another cultural value that you would talk about? Well, let me give you our core values, which are, yeah. uh, uh, the first one on our list is integrity. Like we, we have to operate at the highest level of integrity. And sometimes that's not um, the easiest way to go, yeah. but it is always the long-term best way to go. Yeah. So uh, integrity, character, uh, service, adding value to other people, um, uh, equipping them, helping them to succeed. That's our second core value. And then uh, perseverance, which is like the ability to get through difficult circumstances. I mean, most people uh, don't fail because they can't do it. They fail because they quit. Right. Um, right. And then uh, humility and respect, uh, which uh, we kind of define that as even the low, the person on the lowest end of the totem pole gets the, the utmost amount of respect in the way he's treated. And yes. that, that has been, I think that that is one of the most powerful principles of the kingdom uh, is humility, is being powerful, but being under perfect control. So yes. uh, meek is not weak. Right. And right. so, uh, and then our last one is uh, unity. Uh, whatever we do, we win, we win together. You know, uh, we fall, we fall together. And working together as a group in unity because uh, that's that's really where God commands a blessing. Oh, unity. Yes. Yes. So these core values, uh, as our company, we talk about them at every meeting. So what we're doing is we're literally discipling people that work with us even before they become Christian. Oh, so good. So Thrive Teaching, so again, I know you, you speak all over the place, but talk about, so is Thrive, are you talking to churches about Thrive Teaching? Are you talking to other businesses? Like who, who all are you talking to about well, the, Thrive Teaching? Uh, well, thanks for asking, because it is kind of, it's kind of my like biggest passion now. So, um, so what, we're, what we've created is a bunch of small group curriculum and resources for business people. So they could be used in a company they could be used in, um, you know, in, you know, individually, but we also wanted to get them to into as many churches as we possibly could because we thought if we could be in a thousand churches, uh, discipling their business people, that we could affect the culture, we could affect the region. Yeah. So that, that's what we're, we're our main goal is to be in churches and in businesses. And uh, recently, we're now uh, getting inside of a university, which is very exciting oh, to wow. get inside a, a business school that. Uh, you know, to help wow. shape the young entrepreneur, the next generation. We're really excited. Can you really tell excited. us where it is? Yeah, it's uh, Life Pacific Bible, oh, yeah. Yeah. Bible University. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's a huge opportunity. Yeah, we're excited about it. That's a big one. This is, this is what we need to be teaching. I mean, I, I'm all for, you know, I took microeconomics. I remember that. I, I wasn't the greatest student in the world, but I did, I did take microeconomics. A course on kingdom business. Yeah would be amazing. I mean, you've already thought of this. Obviously. Well, great foundation for them. And, and then, you know, like they get to see people that are actually doing it. Yeah. And they go, oh, wow, I don't have to operate the way culture tells me. Right. You know, 
Um, I don't have to cheat my way to the top. Right. Right. I don't have to step on people on the way. Right. You know, I can I can make every every project, every business deal a win-win. Yeah. I I mean, just that principle. You know, like when you're looking out for the interest of others. Yeah. That's that's where true success happens. I mean, oh I mean, a, a little bit. We got to redefine success, right? You know, success isn't just having more; it's being able to help more people. Yeah. Add more value to more people. Yeah. That's where true success lies. Yeah. Yeah, we can't take any of the money with us. Turns out. Yeah. We can take people though. Totally. You know, and that's the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, really, with money, I mean, there is such great opportunity. I mean, I think doesn't the say in the Bible, you know, use your money to win friends. I mean, I, I think that's in there. Like, I actually think a different way of seeing money, like, okay, if I get money, great, this is an opportunity for me to bless, win, serve, whatever I can do with this yeah. money, because it happens to be the currency of our earth, you know, whatever. So money is not good or bad. Right. It's just a tool. And it, yeah. it, it literally takes on the character of the person that has yeah, it. right. So when you or, or, or myself, when we have resources, we're taking them and using them to build the kingdom of God. So that's good. Now, if a terrorist has money, then that's bad. Because, right. So, but money in itself is just neutral. Yeah. So um, I think what, uh, what young business people and, and maybe even society says is having more is success, but it, it truly isn't because you could have every, you know, you could have all the toys in the world and, and just be completely happy, unhappy. Yeah. So it, it's having, you know, having a kingdom perspective and using what God's entrusted you to help other people. That's so good. Yeah, well, man, there are several different opportunities here. I mean, I'm just thinking about Thrive Teaching. I'm kind of, my wheels are turning. Like, I mean, in terms of curriculum with colleges, universities, with obviously reaching out to other businesses and churches. I mean, you've got, you got a lot to do. Yeah, no, it's, uh, uh, it's a, uh, it's a big job, uh, and uh, one of the things that uh, God blessed me with is having uh, some great leaders that I work with, and so that's because not one person can't do everything. Yeah. And just to be completely candid, I'm just not very good at most things. <laughs> so. Well, you've got a couple going for you, I can see, but okay, uh, I'll take your word for it. So I've surrounded myself with people that are are very uh, I feel like uh, a bunch of unicorns you know like that shouldn't exist right. and that, I believe that's the way God's blessed me is put people in my path that are so good at what they do yeah and then I get to um, I get to lead them you know in the direction that we're going yeah and so uh, yeah so it's, good. it's a blast that's the great point money is neutral I mean, I th the thing about money I always think about, too, is you know, it's a great, like, tool, like you said. Yeah. It's a terrible God. Yeah. It's, this is the quote we've been using. Money is the, the worst leader in the world. Yeah. It's the best follower. Yes. So don't let money be the leader. Right. Any deal that I do, any, any, any new business, any existing business, money cannot be the goal. Mm. So good. Wow. What is Thrive's website? Uh, ThriveTeaching.org. ThriveTeaching.org. I started a company called Thrive once. 
I love in it. Dallas, Texas. It's called Thrive Intelligence. Yeah, I, I like the term Thrive. And I'm in it's Dallas too, tough. so yeah. Oh, are you really? Yeah. Well, there we go. ThriveTeaching.org is the website. If you have a church, if you have a business, if you have a nonprofit, if you're in a school, there's all kinds of applications for this. Mike Rovner is my guest. The book, one of the books here is that we're talking about is Supernatural Business, A Better Plan. Uh, Mike Rovner, R-O-V-N-E-R. And um, this is done by real quickly, but wow. It's been fun. This is thank amazing. Thank you so much. What a great thing, Mike. It's yeah, so thank great you. to meet you. And uh, yeah, hope you'll check it out. ThriveTeaching.org. Mike Rovner has been our guest. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye.